where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. This is not a time to get distracted. And this is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The believers walking in the way of righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, we thanking God for what the Lord is doing, what he's going to do, and how he's doing it. Amen. I'm thanking God for the way the Lord is blessing, uh, even in the midst of what people's complaining about. Amen. It's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to have a mindset to even want to hear what thus says the Lord. Amen. It's a blessing. I know we sometimes can find every, any and everything to complain about. We can. Yes, we can. You can complain about this, complain about the weather, complain about, you know, when it's hot. We complaining when it's cold. We complaining when it's raining. We complaining when the sun's shining. Uh, whatever. We can find things to, uh, I would say, complain. But why not just rejoice sometime in the Lord and that which he's already doing and have done in your life? Truly, it is a blessing, amen, to have a mindset, to even just have a mind to turn on this station and say, I want to hear what thus says the Lord. I just want a word from God. That's a blessing within itself. And we jockeying for a position and and doing this and doing that, still a rejoicing and thanking God for life. Amen. That's what it's about. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you. We praise you. I truly honor you. I ask you to move in a special way. Bless those that's under sound of my voice. God, that something may be said that may encourage them even the more. And that one, that one that discouraged today, 
allow me to say something that may encourage their heart, that they may want to go forth and to do and to be that vessel that you have chose them to do and be. Now, Father, we ask you to anoint the broadcast that I might decrease and you increase. Don't allow me anything to say to be self-glorification, but, Lord, we're asking you to use me that I might speak those things that you would have me to say that may encourage your peoples to be and to do that which you would have them to be and do. God, we praise you. We honor you. In Jesus to Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. We thank God for you, you, and especially for you. Amen. The reason I say I thank God for you and not even seeing you, because I just believe that God loves us enough that he would allow us to be together by way of radio. Amen. And that is a blessing. A lot of times I hear from people's, you know, uh, way later. But nevertheless, I thank God that they are tuning in. And I just thank God for what God is doing. Oh, yes, I really do. In spite of the negative things that the enemy may throw our way, may do, may say, guess what? It's all about the Lord being glorified. Now, my brothers and sisters, we say it's about God being glorified. Listen to me. If you are in the family, I just want to speak to you today. To those of you that are not in the family, let me say this. If you surrender your life, first of all, if you're listening to this program, you're already convicted in spite of what somebody else might feel, think, or believe. God have already dealt with your heart because you can be listening to something or something, somebody else. Amen. And still are listening to a preacher some of you never heard of. Uh, some of you heard me and just saying, let me see what this uh, man going to say. But nevertheless, the majority of you that's listening today, you have surrendered your life. You have given your life to Jesus Christ. You have said, Lord, I, I repent of my sins and I accept your finished work. You're dying on the cross and you shedding your blood uh, before you got to the cross and taking the beating and uh, things that you went, that he went through with, you believe that. And you believe that he died and on the third day he rose. In spite of what we might be debating on this and debating on that, you know it was three days and three nights because that's what he said in the scripture. As Jonah was in the whale's belly three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Now, some of you can't figure it out, but you believe it, okay? And that's not, no, that's not nothing to be shy of. You can't, some of us don't even know how electricity works. Some of us don't even know how uh, the waves I don't know how the waves, uh, you know, the radio station uh, can be on. And because you got your radio on a different sequence, you don't pick me up. 
But once you get on love860.com, you're able to pick me up from the sequence that this station sends out. So guess what? It's the same way about the Lord. The Lord had to send out some frequency in your heart to let you know, look, regardless of what this person say, regardless of what that person believe, you have been chosen by me. You have been chosen to surrender your life. You have been chosen to repent of your sins. Yes, repent of your sin. You was chosen to say, I want to live according to the word of God. Amen. Now, I might not think that you're doing what you should do, but it ain't, it ain't about what Brother Ware thinks. Somebody else might think that what they should be doing, it ain't about them. It's about your relationship with the Word of God, from, with God, through the Word of God, not through your own understanding now. Because, see, we, can, we all feel justified within ourselves, but that's not what the Scripture teach. It's with the understanding of the Word of God. If you understand that the word of God was given for you to be that vessel fit for the master you, that God chose you, God, God called you out in spite of what you was doing, where you was at, what you was continue, uh, continually doing, God didn't look at that. He looked at your heart. And when he looked at your heart, he said, I, I see deeper than what they see. He didn't look at what somebody else was looking at. He was looking at your heart in sincereness. Now, since you did repent, since you was obedient to follow the scripture, that means you start reading and finding out the direction that God would have for you. You see, believers, if you don't find the direction then you're going to go in man's way. And man's way is a confusion way because every man want to do according to what they feel is right or what that other person feel is right. They don't want to go according to the book. But if you love God, you want to follow the book and you want to follow the foundation of the book. And I believe that the foundation is to repent and to accept Jesus. I don't care if you call him Yahshua. I said that over and over. I don't care if you call him uh, Emmanuel. I don't care if you call him the word of God manifested in flesh. I can bag all that up in the scripture, so that's not an issue with me. The issue is we got to get away from this church mentality and get into following Christ's mentality. What you mean following Christ's mentality? Doing what the Word of God says. Now, if you are working at a job, you're working on a job, they got rules and regulations. They got certain rules you come in and certain rules, rules that you uh, get off. You got certain things that you can wear and certain things that you can't wear. They got... They have rules and regulations. If you are driving on the highway, 
it's certain rules and regulation that you have to deal with on that. You do. You have to deal with it. Why? Because that's the way life is. Is you got to follow. Now, when you come to Christ, if you don't repent, if you don't make Christ Lord of your life, then the Bible tells you that you need to be baptized. Baptism doesn't save because if you don't repent it, and and you go down uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, go down in the water and come back up. You're only saying, I died out of sin as a woman would put on a wedding ring. She put on that ring to say, I died out of sin. I'm sorry, she put on that wedding ring to say, I have connected with a man. I'm now married, okay? So since I'm married, I put on the ring to show forth to the world that I have a husband. So is the man. The man do the same thing. They exchange vows, uh, rings. So now the difference is now when you come to Christ, it's the same way about baptism. The same identical way. You baptize showing the world that you died out of sin and you rose in the newness of life. And when you rose in the newness of life, then guess what? Now you are a new creature, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are a new creature creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. So therefore, you don't know how to live. The way you learn how to live is you begin to read the Bible. You begin to follow the uh, steps of the Bible. What the Word of God tells you to do, that's what you begin to do. You do it not to feel righteous, but you appreciate what God have did. You appreciate that God have put you in his family. So in his family, he have rules and regulations. Now, that's the problem that I, I, I see that other peoples try to get rid of the rules and regulations. But you don't do that on football. You don't do that on basketball. You don't do that on baseball. You don't do that on soccer. You don't do that on volleyball. Any sport that you can name, bowling, pool, whatever, they have rules and regulations. Now, you don't have a problem with that. You don't have a problem with the person that's driving an automobile. You understand that the speed limit is a certain amount. And even if the speed limit say 65 and you run at 67 and you see a, 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 a policeman or a patrol or something, you'll find yourself hitting your brakes. Why? Because you're saying, hold up, the speed limit is 65. Man, they might get me for speeding. Now. Same way about any other rules and regulation. Why is it that when we come to Christ, the very Christ, the one that pulled you out of sin, the one that changed your life, the one that gave you a new outlook on life, the one that uh, stirred you in a different direction, you could have been hooked on drugs. You could have been hooked on alcohol. You could have been hooked on uh, whatever uh pornography, or whatever, all these things, guess what? He set you free. He allowed you to be free from it. Some of them you couldn't break yourself, so he helped you to break them. 
He gave you the mindset. All of a sudden, you have the mindset to not to want to do those things. That wasn't you because, see, you was comfortable in doing it, but it was the Spirit of God. Now, after you've been set free, he gave us rules and regulations. I know, I know that that's what we get in problem with. Well, the only thing God himself gave us, uh, the rules and regulations, was the Ten Commandments that he gave to Moses, and it was an everlasting thing. And so we'll start off by reading what he said, because, see, if God said it, uh, and then I'm saying, shouldn't I believe what the Scripture says? Shouldn't I believe the rules and regulations, or should I follow? You know, we get so good, we would rather follow the rules and regulation of the church. You know, the bylaws of the church, the church say we can do this, church say we can do that. And, and, and that sounds like a good direction to go. But guess what? That's not the way of the Lord. Now, the way of the Lord is he gave Moses because nobody had, they was living according to what the slave master had told them, what's right and what's wrong and what this and what's that. So God took Moses upon Mount Sinai, and he gave him some rules and regulations for us to abide by. And, and the Bible says that he gave it the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus. He gave them the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments was written by the thing of God because he verified it. We can't say we believe part of it and don't believe the other. He verified it on Exodus, the 31st chapter, in the 18th verse. And he said that uh, 18th verse says this, And he gave unto Moses when he had made a, um, I'm sorry, he gave, he gave unto Moses when he had made an end to his communing with him upon the Mount Sinai, two tablets of testimonies. Uh, two tablets of testimony, listen now. Uh, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. It wasn't written by Moses. I know we would love to say Moses said this. That's the Mosaic law. No, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir. That is not the Mosaic law. That was written by the finger of God. Okay? Now, the only thing that we can find that since it was written by the finger of God, the Bible say, I'm God and I change not. Okay? When we go to the book of Numbers, Numbers 22, 19, it says this, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man, that he should repent. Has he said, listen, has he said it, and it shall he not do it? Oh, if God not said something, he going to do it. Or has he spoken, and it shall be not made good. Listen, now God said, I'm not like, man. I'm not like a man. I don't lie. I'm not even like the son of man. 
I don't repent. And see, you said, well, wait a minute, Brother Webb. What do you mean by the Son of Man repenting? The Son of Man repented when he said, I, I repented me that I have made man. I will destroy him who I had created. Now, guess why he said that? Because man, evil thought have came before him. And everything that was made according to the Bible, not according to Brother Ware, everything was made, it was made according to it speaking into existence. God says, let there be light. There was light. Let there be this. Let there be the water. Let there be this and so on. Go back and read Genesis first chapter. I'm not going to read that. But you'll see. And then listen now. So after he created everything, he in turn began to say, listen, everything that I was creating, I made everything by speaking it, the word of God, put it into existence. You say, what? Yeah, it wasn't nobody else. It wasn't this. It wasn't no great bang. It was the word of God. Let's read that right quick. In the beginning was the Word, and the, I'm reading from St. John. I'm sorry, St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Uh, uh, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things, listen what it's saying now, all things were made by him and without him, was not anything made that was made, okay? Guess what? When we drop down to the 14th verse, just the first 14th verse, it says this, and the, world, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So therefore, the Word was made flesh. So, therefore, Jesus was the Word. Now, we done read that part. So, the rules and the regulation that he gave us, he gave us this for a purpose. So, when we go back to Exodus, the 20th chapter, we read the first rule says, Thou shall have no other gods before me. I'm just going to give you the short version. But you can read the long, the whole thing. And the reason I'm giving you the short one because of the fact that I want you to catch it all. I'm going to try to go through it as quick as I can for you to understand something. I'm not adding, nor am I taking away from this scripture. I am not putting salvation where it shouldn't be. I got salvation in Jesus' finished work that was done on the cross and resurrected on that third day, okay? That's what I'm putting down for you. And because I read that God said, I'm God and I change not, and God wrote it with his finger, what give me the right to say, oh, it's not for us today? Now, I'm going to show you that it is. I'm going to show you that it's very, very important for us to observe his commandment, because that is our guideline. That's our speed limit. That's our direction that we should go. And because that's our direction, our speed, our everything, then guess what? 
We don't kick against it. We praise God for it. We praise God only because of the fact that this make us uh, set us apart as a law of liberty. We are loose from sin. Sin have no more dominion over us because now we know what sin is. We didn't know what sin was. We didn't know how sin had us bound. But now, if you, if I know, uh, the bathroom say, uh, men's bathroom, and I see the other one say, woman bathroom. I ain't got to worry about going into the woman's bathroom, and I can read now. If I could read, I look at the woman's. I ain't, I'm not gonna go into the woman's bathroom because I'm a man. So guess what? That's not bondage. That's liberty. That set me free from getting embarrassed by going in the wrong direction. So if we have another God, believe it or not, we make church buildings our God. We say, no, no, Brother Ware. Yes, we do. You know how we do? When we get ready to get up on a whatever morning you get on to go to church, you get your Bible. Now, you ain't had your Bible all week long. But all of a sudden, you want to get your Bible and look sanctimonious. You want to go with your Bible and say, look at me. I'm serving God. Look at me. I'm a believer. I'm a so-called Christian. I'm a this. I'm a that. And all of a sudden, the church building become your God because you are going in the direction to please what? The church. The building, please the pastor, please the folks in the church. You are not worrying about your relationship with God. You don't want to uh, read, study, and everything. Not only that, the Bible says in 748 uh, in the book of Acts that God dwells not in temples made by hand. I tell you what, I got to go on break. I'm sorry I ain't got that before, but I'll try to get through half of it before this broadcast is over. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagement, please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. Well, we are back, 404-355-8699. Question or comment? We thank God for you, 
that is tuning in to us at Facebook or however you are listening. But we want to say this, believers. I want you to understand, this might sound like I'm being critical, I'm, I'm judgmental, but I'm only saying what the Scripture says. That's all I'm doing. I'm saying if you love God, then what makes you throw the rules and regulation out? You can't do it. In everything you do, your job, your this, your that, you still have rules and regulation. That doesn't save you. But that will keep you your job. <laughs> if you break the rules long enough, pretty soon it's obvious you don't want to be held accountable. But we was talking about thou shalt have no other God before him. And uh, we in turn said, we put, uh, sad to say, church buildings in front of the Lord. We really do. We act like we can't serve him. We don't use profanity or nothing while we in the church. Well, they used to didn't, but now that, that doesn't change. But I hear preachers doing it. But nevertheless, usually that be the place that you call sacred. You call that sacred and you call that's getting close to God. Not only that, a lot of times we use pastors as another God. Other words, in your mind, that pastor is right regardless of what he's doing. And you will even say, he's human just like us, and, and we can't judge him. When the Bible done told you in the book of Timothy and in the book of Titus, Titus for you to go forth and how he should present himself as a man of God. If he's not presenting himself that way, then you're not judging him. You're only going by the fruit that's being manifested. So uh, to say that it's wrong, uh, that it's, it's okay to go to church and, and show forth your praises and your worship, I'm sorry. The Bible says God dwells not in temple made by hand. And in pastors, it talks about it in songs uh, and let you know that Psalms 118 and 8 and Jeremiah 17 and 5. A lot of the pastors wasn't called by God. And since it wasn't called by God and you're following them and then made them to be God over God, over God's word, then there lies a problem right there. And then it said, thou should not make unto e-graven images. Oh, believers, I don't care if it's a white Jesus. I don't care if it's a black Jesus. I don't care if it's a Chinese Jesus. I don't care what. We have no business putting it up. I don't, you, you say, but they did it. And, and I don't see anything wrong with it. You may not see anything wrong with it. But I promise you, God, it's going to be a question once we stand before God. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem because in, in, it says, you know, thou should not make any grave in them, anything like me if in heaven or above or in the earth beneath. Why? Because a lot of times we think the devil is a certain way. You know why? Because we don't made an image of that. And because we don't made an image of the devil, then people think the devil is spooky, ugly, and all this. 
and he's pretty and smiling. When you go and look at the devil and that did things in the Bible, like a Delilah, hello, and on and on and different people, they wasn't no ooky and ugly and all this. No, no, no. That's why we got to get away from these images, both of images, the image of God. That's why I say in the earth beneath, if, the, if we say in the devil is beneath, we don't have any business. And we call in angels, uh, God's servant. God, they, they, they this, they this. So we make little girls be angels. You don't find that in the scripture, folks. We can't make little girls be angels when the Bible let us know that all the angels that you done read about was warriors. Uh, they came in a form of being a warrior. This is all I'm saying. If we're going to stick with the word, we got to stick with it for real, not for play play. When you read in the book of Exodus, Exodus 32 and 4, you'll find, as well as in Acts, since they said uh, Acts 17, uh, 23, and 30. This is the only thing I'm trying to get you to understand is this. Here's the problem. When we come up with these false pictures, that's what the devil wants you to have, a false picture. And you know why he wants you to have a false picture? Because he can't see the real. If you think, and everybody listening to me know I'm a black man and know I'm an old black man, but if I had a different voice, you saw me uh, before, listen, before they had internet. And before we had Facebook and all this, everybody that I talked to, that when I talked to, they heard me on the radio. We talking about in the 70s, I was on radio in 79 and 80s and on, and they couldn't see me. Everybody, I never had one person to say, Brother Ware, you talk, you look just like you talk. They always say, I thought you was a big man. I thought you was a fat man. I I never had one person to come up and say, oh, Brother Well, you sound just like you look. Guess what? If we don't know this, we won't be following. The devil can come in and deceive us because he's coming in the name or looking like what we think he should look like. Or, or what we think he shouldn't look like. I'm sorry. In other words, he's saying, well, I'm going to come and deceive them. You know, people say, I got a revelation. The angel of the Lord stood beside my bed, and the angel told me this and said that. Then you say, well, how did the angel look? Oh, he was this. She was that. He was up. Uh, come on. Folks, God don't want us to do that. That's why I say don't even make engraving image. You don't need an image of neither one. Nothing when it comes to the heavenly force, when it comes to the demon force. The demons, people say, I see my grandmama. My grandmama, but no, you didn't see your grandmama. The Bible says the dead knows nothing, folks. Do you know that the devil telling this lie to people that you will not surely die? He's still saying the same thing. He's telling folks that once you leave here, I've heard preachers on top of preachers 
at the funeral. Oh, she's not in the, there. That's not her. That's what's left to her. No uh, left to him. They are there, and they will be planted in the ground for the resurrection. And, and because they will be planted for the resurrection, then therefore that person will do what? Will be raised from the dead when Christ come in the trump of God. Okay, so as it is with that, we cannot make graven image. We cannot make the church building a God. Now, it says, you know, thou should not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Oh, it's sad, believers. It is sad that how we use God's name, and we know God ain't said nothing. But you let people tell you that God is this, God saying this, God is saying that. It's sad how we take God's name in vain. We trying to manipulate and use that for uh, to get a point across instead of us just saying, I feel in my spirit or I believe that you should do this. We say God said. We using God's name in vain. It's so sad how it, peoples are being manipulated and controlled by somebody saying what thus says Lord. God is a confusing God if you listen to what these peoples are saying. We got a group over here saying one thing. We got a group over there saying another thing. Guess what? Something is wrong with us. Something is wrong in order for us not to continue in the word of God. Let the word of God be true. And every man a liar. I don't have to get a prophecy. I don't have to get somebody to tell me that the word is this, the word is that. I don't. I need to read the Bible and let God give me an understanding. When you read the Bible and God give you an understanding, then God will begin to bless you. Because if you belong to him, folks, listen now. The Bible teaches me if, if I belong to God, I don't have to worry about it. You know what? See, a lot of people don't understand. If you say God called you and God chose you and you're saved and you love God, say, listen. You are not going to be left without. No, ma'am. No, sir. You are not going to be left without. The Bible says uh, this. You don't need no man to teach you. He, the Holy Spirit, will lead and guide you into all truth and righteousness. You know why? Because his word, his word, little children. You have overcame. Why? Because of his word. You standing on his word. I know his word don't mean nothing today to a lot of people. They want to hear what somebody else saying, what thus says the Lord. It doesn't mean that you should look for them to say, oh, thus says the Lord. Listen, believers, the Bible teaches us that the commandments of God teaches us what is sin and what is not sin. I don't know what his sin is until I do what? I surrender my life. And hereby, 
the Spirit of God will come in and he will bless me. When you surrender your life, that is the assurance of God delivering you and God is blessing you. It's a shame that we would rather fear this, fear that, and deal with listening to this and listening to that instead of getting into the Word. Oh, you say, but I don't understand, Brother Ware. I don't understand the Bible. I wish I understood. I wish I could do this. I wish. Listen to me, believers. God would be a foolish God that he would save you and would not tell you how to live. But see, what you're saying is, I can't be religious like shot down. I can't be religious like this or like that. I don't know. No, 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 no. God is a God that loves you, and hereby we know that he loved us because he first loved you when you was in sin. That's the problem. You was in sin, and God's mercy kept you. God's goodness kept you. Then all of a sudden, now we get so smart till we don't want to hear it. We want to do it our way. We got our own plan, and it's just plain and simple. God told us to go forth and be a witness for my name's sake. How is it that we can't witness for his name's sake? We don't live a lifestyle. We're so caught up now that said that the preachers, you can't call me brother. You call me apostle. You call me bishop. You call me pastor. And, and we are not able to relate to people. What's the purpose of it, believers? What is the purpose? Why is it that we got to do these things, and yet we are saying, I appreciate that God called me out of world of sin. I didn't have a mind to come out of sin, but his mercy, his goodness called me. And the reason I'm putting emphasis on, on, on this because the Bible said that, listen, a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand that God so loved us so much that he gave himself for you. So if he gave himself for you, why I want to show myself to be somebody great, why I want to show myself to be this, to be that, and people's around me going to hell. People's around me going to the lake, or going to go to the lake. They ain't gone yet in the day of judgment because I had an opportunity to witness to them, to show them how that God can change your life, how that God can give you a better lifestyle, and how that he put his commandments for us to live of it. it no, ma'am, it ain't for sinners. Sinners, it don't mean nothing. But it's for you that love God. And I'm going to go one more, and I ain't going to be able to finish it. I'm going to have to go for next week finish it. Amen. And, uh, uh, and wait a minute. I, I, I needed to say something else on Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. Some people will make emphasis out of uh, you don't call him by his name. You don't call him by his regular name. If you ain't calling, well, guess what? 
When he saved you, most of you didn't even know nothing about his name. But you say, God, save me. Lord, save me. You could have been like Moses when Moses said, I needed to know the name. He said, I am that I am. So while we put emphasis on that, I'm not telling you it's wrong to put emphasis on. If you don't study and you don't win a higher heights and a deeper depth, oh, that's wonderful. That's good. I'm not complaining about that. I'm not saying this or that. What I am saying that don't allow that to be a stumbling block. Allow somebody to see the light in you and see how wonderful you are. Therefore, they're willing to follow you. They're willing to do that which you are doing. If God done gave you a higher heights and a deeper depth of revelation or knowledge in that, you got to carry yourself in order to draw me to that position that you believe that God have put you in. Believers, that's the way it has to work. Now, uh, like I said, this is the last one. I'm going to have to finish it uh, um, because uh, I have to go on next week. All right? It says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Six days shall thy labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. I know a lot of times we say my Sabbath. God didn't say that. He said his Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Six days shall thou work and do all thy labor, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Now listen to me. Now, this ain't about a church building, folks. This ain't about a church service. This is about the Lord. Do you understand that the Lord still saying, remember the Sabbath? It's the Bible said in the New Testament, Jesus said it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. But when we take it and try to twist it and try to change it and try to make it be something that it's not, then we walk in an error. I don't know what's going to happen in the day of judgment. That just like the person... I ain't getting down to it. That's just like the child is being disobedient to their parents. I can't say what's going to happen to that child. But I know one thing. The Bible said that that was a, a, a commandment with promise, that you will have long life. And that long life could be on the new earth as well as the uh, this earth. So guess what? I'm saying remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. I didn't say you had to go to church which it would be a good way to keep it holy. It would be a design way if you had a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching congregation. If you had somebody that was uh, scribing to help you and you all fellowship on that particular time. But if you don't, don't allow that to stop you. You take time out to be a blessing. You take time out to make a separation, to show the people. You know, I remember way, 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 way back, and I'm saying way back, I'm talking about in around 79 or 80, and I moved uh, uh, in a place. And in that place, it was just uh, my neighbor. And he had a very good God. He was a retired man, and he would work a guarding, and 
He would give you squash, cucumbers, beans, whatever you wanted from the garden. But the key was you could not go to that garden on the Sabbath. He said, I'm willing to do it. On the Sabbath, I used to see him uh, going to the swing, sitting on the swing with his Bible and reading. Now, the man, uh, I forgot his name now, it's been so long, but he used to with fellowship somewhere in East Point off of Cleveland Avenue. And his fellowship was on a Sunday. He went to a particular fellowship on a Sunday. And I was curious because, of course, I was going to church at that time on a Sunday. So I'm wondering why is he upholding the Sabbath uh, and calling it the Sabbath? I thought Sunday was the Sabbath and that that's our day that we chose. And he said, no, sir, God's word is still true. He said, but because I love God, I can fellowship anytime. But I choose to follow the commandments of God. Not one of them, not, not just one or two, he said, but all of them. And, and I said, but uh, yeah, but we ain't under the law. He says, that's not the law. That's the commandments of God. The law is the Mosaic law. And those Mosaic laws was written as we have a constitution now, and we have a lot of laws written from the Constitution to indicate what is that particular law mean. He said, but God changed not. And since God changed not, then I want to be obedient to God. And I say, yeah, but that, you know, of course, me being in the first day, I'm trying to justify and I'm trying to show him where uh, that's wrong for him to do it. And of course, I never will forget he uh, in turn let me know that the same God that ordained me, the same God that called me, the same God gave us to know how we know that we are in sin. And the only way I can know that I'm in sin is from the first epistle of John and around the fourth chapter, a third chapter, I apologize, in the fourth verse it says this, Whosoever commits sin trans also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Oh, guess what? And know that he made, um, uh, listen now, God, that he was manifested to take away our sins. Do you see that? He was manifested to take away our sin. I'm sorry, believers. There is no way that we can get around it. I'm telling you, when we go to the book, and, and, and I wish I had a longer time, but I don't, but when we go to the book of James, and when we read the book of James, and we see, let me turn to it right quick. He said, um, in the book of James, it says, let us, know this, okay, that the same God that's saying one thing, he's saying another one. He's saying the same thing. We want to say, I want to abide by one. Oh, we do? Well, what about the other one? Well, you know, that one was done away with. Where was it done away with? Listen, whosoever, uh, whosoever 
second chapter of the book of James. Listen to me now. Whosoever shall keep the whole law yet offend in one point is guilty of it all. For he that says do not commit adultery. See, he letting you know what he's talking about. Do not commit adultery. That's the commandment. Also, uh, say, well, let me go back. For he said, do not commit adultery. Says also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, you know, some brothers and some sisters are so dedicated and so in love with their companion, you ain't got to worry about them committing adultery. And so they feel justified. Okay? It said, but if thou should kill, that uh, become a transgressor of the laws. You see? So why? Because that same person that said one is saying the other one. My brothers and sisters, I wish I could teach this longer and go on, but I can't. Because my time running out. So since my time is running out, I want you to understand. I'm not. I'm only talking to those of you that believe. Those of you that have given your life to Christ, some way you have wondered about, you have wondered from the direction that God have given you. But I'm telling you, it ain't about a church building. I keep saying that because people think, well, I don't know no Sabbath day church. Forget about that. Right now, you need to come back to the foundation of loving Christ and observing his commandments. When you do that, I assure you, when you do that, God will tremendously bring forth a spiritual blessing. We ain't talking about materialistic things because you can get that if you just go to school and learn. If you just do whatever it needs to be done. The drug dealer get materialistic things and he's not walking in Christ. But we forget so often, so often, a peace of mind, a spiritual mind. To know that you know that you know that truly God have delivered you. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, God, I thank you. I praise you. I truly honor you for just giving me this opportunity to speak to a heart of the few of your people. That they may go forth and do and be the vessel that you have called and chosen in these last and evil days. I thank you, God, that they may stand up and be a light to those that's walking in darkness, that they too may be a testimony for what you have chose us to be and do. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus, the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen to me, believers. We would love for you to hear the conclusion of the matter, as uh, Ecclesiastics say. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Don't let me stop in the first four. I will complete it. I will uh, go forth. I'm not trying to put anybody in bondage. I'm trying to set you free. I'm trying to set you free from sinning, and God will begin to bless you. You can reach me at 404-293-7557, or you can go online, visit our website, please at brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. And you will get the answers that I'm not, maybe you want to get later, 
and you can call me and talk about it. We'll be more than happy to help, help you. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina. 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E A S L E Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair.